Hi, this is Johnny. I'm your host, and you are listening to Music Seeds. The music that made us. Hello, folks. This is Johnny here, and this is Music Seeds, the music that made us. I've been trying to do this for the last eight, nine months, and finally I've been able to have my um, cousin Sam sit down with me to have a conversation about music. Long-time listener, first-time caller. <laughs> He's one of the reasons why I do this, because of our connection with music, and um, also because of our um, interest in content in general. We talk about a lot yeah. of different content. Almost every conversation we have, we usually talk about content of some sort. It, it, usually. It, it gets to be uh, pretty pop culture or... Uh, uh-huh. Well, even YouTube. Yeah. Or, or, or we've gone on some YouTube guys <laughs> uh, one up on each other on weird ass uh, yeah, stuff. Definitely. And you, uh, ever since I can remember back, have always had your, um, I don't know if, what, what word I want to use, like ear to the ground as far as like, you're, you're not really like pop oriented, you're more like obscurity. You always. I do like some obscurity stuff, but I mean, sometimes. Uh, they intertwine. And they intertwine sometimes. Uh, mm-hmm. Pop music, uh, uh, it's just what people is what I mean. Hence, popular, popular mm-hmm. music, and sometimes. Well, I'm talking about like as far as like you know our, are our liking weird shit. Um, our love of Kevin Smith. Um, um, our love of just weird brandish humor. I guess is the best way to put that. You know. Uh, um, I do have a a darker, uh, weirder sense of humor. Yeah, and that's what I love about you though too, because that's what makes me laugh. Yeah. Is that you know. You know, we push the envelope, you know, and I think that's what humor should always be pushing the envelope when we're looking at each other uh, as far as a society, as far as, you know, I think the minute we can't laugh at ourselves anymore than, you know. I mean, I wouldn't go around looking like this if uh, (laughs) I didn't mind laughing at myself. For listeners, uh, Sam always likes to wear bibs. Because they're just so damn comfortable. Like, I couldn't, I hate wearing a a belt. It's either sweatpants or or bibs, or both in the wintertime. There you go, man. But, I mean, for where you live, I mean, it's appropriate, i got to be honest. You know, you live uh, on a farm. I, I, but I started wearing them before then. Yeah? Like, yeah. I, oh. I started wearing them back, uh, I had a fracture in my hip at work a long time ago, and it just never really has felt right. And, like, when mm-hmm. I wear a belt, sometimes it just fucking digs right into the, the yeah. tendon on my, on my hip and makes my leg and ass, like, kind of uncomfortable, so. Does not sound fun at all. No, yeah. no, it wasn't. For, for all of you out there, so you know, um, Sam... Is my favorite cousin. <laughs> well, your sister yeah. might. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, where is she at? Uh... <laughs> yeah, your sister always says that to every one of our cousins. You're my favorite. You're my favorite. Just the young Joe. Just we've stolen that from my dad. Oh, really? Yeah, he yeah. always tells all of uh, his aunts that they're his favorite aunt because my grandma had ten brothers and sisters. Yes, that's right. I remember seeing the photos on that. So. Sam is my dad's sister's son so my aunt karen is your mom and we share the uh, same grandma and we and share the same gra- grandma and grandpa yes evans um uh, the evans family and i don't know when we clicked as far as when we were younger as far as content went i know as we got older well i you, always thought you were cool when i was oh, younger god help you <laughs> I mean that fucking rat tail. Oh, and the, the yeah. turtlenecks. It was. If you were in my love of Tom Cruise from yeah. your dad's video that I oh, laugh man. about. 
Uh, I mean, it's better than your sister talking about how much she loved The Cure. I mean, but The Cure is good, so... The Cure's still around. They just got inducted in the Hall of Fame. Which, we will not go down that rabbit hole just yet. Not yet. But we oh, I love The Rock and the Hall of Fame. I know you don't. I, I do. I, I have enjoyed it every single time I've been there. Yeah. I'm not against giving them my money. I've bought them lots yeah, of albums. Yeah, but their decision after. process as far as their... Yes, their political uh, hierarchy of the way they decide who is rock and roll. Yeah. Let's go down there. Or the lack, the lack of being rock and roll. You have a big, big love of Harry Nilsson. I do. Yes. And he deserves to be in there. I, should, I agree 100%. He deserves to be on, on lots of lists that he's not. Yeah. He, he deserves for people to know who he is. I would love for you to like talk about when you first heard him. Like, When was the first time you heard Harry Nilsson? Uh, I mean, the first time that I heard him? Yeah. I mean, I don't even know because... You didn't even know who turned you on to him? Oh, I mean, I know who turned him on to me. Yeah. Like, uh... Uh, the when I first went in deep was uh, when my dad got uh, the Harry Nielsen anthology. Mm -hmm. I think is that what it was called? It was a two disc set, and that would have been in like ninety four or ninety five. Okay. I know you were living in Colorado. Oh wow! And uh, I listened to it. Mom, the, probably the main song because I was young. Uh, You're breaking my heart was yeah. the song that I'm like, holy shit! This I didn't know music was like this. Uh -huh. uh, beautiful, beautiful song, but the chorus is, you're breaking my heart, you're tearing it apart, so fuck you. <laughs> and uh, side note, when, when he died, uh, standing around his grave, George Harrison, uh, Eric Idle, uh, Ringo Starr, and somebody else were all standing around his grave singing this song oh, that's like awesome. acapella that is like so... I, I get goosebumps just now thinking about that, it that is a cool fucking story like man. imagine all these fucking like people that are like the most amazing artists uh -huh. like just weeping and crying uh -huh. and singing a song loud and obnoxiously at a graveyard around yeah. his fucking like seven year old children yeah fuck you but that's one thing I, I, I've always said this in past podcasts that George Harrison is my favorite Beatle just because they call him the dark horse whatever but he was I think the most the handsome down. one <laughs> <laughs> he was the most down to earth in my opinion he had the best sense of humor out of all of my I mean John had a good sense of humor too don't get me wrong and, and nothing against Ringo or Paul but I really connected to George because he connected to the obviously Money Python he yeah and like he paid for yes. a life of Brian He's mm -hmm. like, well, I need to see this, so let me uh, mortgage my fucking mansion yeah. and get the money for you guys. Yeah. And we all know how that turned out. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> I think I think he might have recouped his uh, investment costs. Oh, just a little bit, yeah. Yeah. So to know that he was really into Harry Nelson is no surprise. Do you that know was... who the Beatles' favorite uh, American group is? No. Their favorite group is yeah. Harry Nelson. Mm. And when did he start? Do you know what year it was around? Just a rough guess. Oh, shit. Uh, the 60s, the early 60s. Yeah. Uh, he was working as a bank teller, uh, just hating his life yeah. and uh, writing songs. And uh, I'm almost certain he sold the song uh, uh, Cuddly Toy to be played on an episode of The Monkees. Wow. And uh, when he got the check, his uh, producer was like, well, you can quit the bank. Yeah. Because you're every, doing every, fine. Every time that would fucking go on reruns in the future, he'd get a fucking little yeah. little checky check. 
Well, that's something I, I would love to go down a rabbit hole with somebody sometime. Is like, who wrote the music for the monkeys? Not the monkeys. Exactly, exactly. But people would be shocked. Well, they wrote they wrote some of those songs on that uh, the movie that uh, Mickey Dolan's made. Mickey Dolan's also a a big uh, friend of and fan of Harry Nilsson. Yeah. Wow. Is that the only song he wrote for the for the monkeys then? Um, I feel like he might have wrote another one, but I don't know what it would be. Yeah. Then what was his big break song? His big break song? Yeah, obviously he had it. I mean, that people would know probably, him. Oh, Lime and the Coconut is the one yes, everybody knows, yes. but where people have probably heard his songs and not known it is Nora Ephron movies. Yeah. So like your Joe versus the Volcano, You've Got Mail, mm-hmm. uh, Sleepless in Seattle. Yeah. Like, there's probably two to five Nielsen songs in each one of those movies. The last uh, yeah. soundtrack he did a song for was uh, the Terry Gilliam movie uh, oh. uh, where Robin Williams is the crazy person and Jeff Daniels is the radio host. You mean um, Jeff uh, Bridges? Jeff Bridges, what did I say? Uh, Jeff Daniels. We all do it, because yeah. I was listening to one of your old episodes and uh, you talked about when Judge Reinhold puts his fist up in the air at the end of... Uh, Judge Reinhold. Yeah, at the yeah. end of... Uh, you mean Judge uh, Nelson. Yeah, you met Judge Nelson. I said Judge Reinhold. Yeah, you did. Uh, so I, I'm, I'm sure surprised. you've already got lots of fans that have yeah. emailed in talking oh, about things like Oh, I love it. Like I'm like, I, I eat that up. I'm like, okay, we don't make mistakes. It's human. Like no, no, no. I think it's funny. I love when I make mistakes because they're honest like, mistakes. Yeah, proves yeah, that you're so human. Well, we got now some... they have AIs that are uh, doing podcasts. Oh, that's great. Yeah, I saw I got an advertisement for one uh, mm-hmm. for an AI to help you with your content so that way it... Uh, you don't screw up making yeah. mistakes like that. And I'm like, holy crap, they're going to have fucking AIs like writing your shit for you and like, uh, yeah. like probably even talking. Like, I have an alarm clock that tells me. Come on. Okay. The future is now, baby. You can't <laughs> fight fate. So you got into Harry Nelson. How oh, so uh, that would have been 94, 95. So mm-hmm. uh, much like your uh, podcast host, I also was a uh, co host, I mean, was I was born in 1981. Okay. Uh, first year of the Millennials, yeah. Let's hear it for my Millennials out there. Yeah. You're talking about JT Money. Yeah, or oh, JT Money. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Uh, JT Money and you are, yeah, are close in age. He's, uh, he's definitely one of the guys that have been helping me out with this, which now with my move, which I can finally announce on the podcast. Moving on up. To the mountainside. <laughs> yeah, so um, you're going to be one of the last recordings here. Oh, the um, old Music Seed Studios. Yes. Well, I'll definitely probably have you out there um, visiting and yeah, I've never been to Colorado, so really, wow, yeah, yeah. it'll be a it's lot never, of never panned out. I don't know why I never figured it out. Family vacation, there you go. Oh, it's coming. Back to Harry. Oh, again. Okay, back to Harry. Uh, yeah, this is going to be a, the greatest gonna... American singer-songwriter. Yes, arguably. If you were to argue about pa- it, you'd be wrong. How did he pass away? Ah, uh, cancer. Fucking cancer. Yep. But his voice was shot by then, anyways. Yeah. Uh, funny story. Uh, him and uh, John uh, Lennon were recording a song for uh, his song uh, "Pussycats." Uh-huh. Uh huh. I think the last album he one of the last albums he did for RCA. Uh, okay. And uh, they're both just screaming into the mic, trying to see who can hit the the higher, the, like just the craziest notes, mm-hmm. and like. Bleeding and like spraying blood off their uh, from their vocal cords onto the mics. Wow! Holy shit! Because they're just fucking doing heroin and fucking smoking <laughs> cigarettes and, and drinking whiskey and screaming. Yeah, well, I didn't heroin. Wow! I didn't know that. Yeah, 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 the Lost Weekend. They're just out there fucking uh, doing smack for eighteen months. I didn't know that. I mean, I'm sure they they did some cocaine and uh-huh. and whatever else you can get your hands on. 
very punkish if you think about that whole situation you just talked about. Oh yeah. I mean that that's that's hardcore. I mean very hardcore. Oh yeah. I mean he's got songs about uh, playing uh, into the mic. Wow, fuck. Uh, I don't know. I have to think about what exactly the lines were, but there, he's got some weird stuff. Mm -hmm. But I mean, some of it's just so beautiful. I mm -hmm. mean, nobody has a range like Harry. No. I, mean, I think he has like seven. It's like seven octaves. Wow. Uh, at one point, uh, he uh, they he wanted to do a, a standards, and actually, that's the where I was getting to is that's how I knew you were working at uh in uh, in Colorado because uh -huh. um, I called you and had you uh, order me a, a CD because you worked at a CD store and then you had it shipped to the the affiliate store here. Um, wow! It was um, a touch of Schmielsen in the night, and it's huh. where Harry has uh, the London. Almost certain it's the London Philharmonic Orchestra. Wow! And he's in there like conducting them and singing with them, doing like old standards, like somewhere over the rainbow. I never, I can never remember song titles. Mm -hmm. I mean, I would, I would just listen to the album. What? Every every album I put on, I just listen to it over and over and over again to where it's like, well, that's that album. I don't, yeah. I don't need to know what song it is. What record are you looking for? What's the one record that you always... I, last time I was in a record store asking you which one... Oh, my wife ended up getting that for my birthday. I okay. Fuck, I should have brought that. I haven't even listened to it yeah. because I don't have a record player hooked up. Uh -huh. uh, well, the That would have been amazing to sit here and listen to it on an actual nice record player. Uh, it's called Lost and Found. His son, uh, Zach, uh, finished it. So I think <laughs> I'm almost certain it's all previously unreleased stuff. Okay. Um, another one of his uh, early money ventures was uh he wrote the theme song to uh my three sons what the fuck was it I can show that it was from okay uh, it was a early I, tv show yeah but he wrote the theme song to yeah. it oh wow and then that's royalties there too uh it changed some of the lyrics for, or had wrote a song and they changed some of the lyrics to doing it uh does his son do uh music or yeah you know? but i mean he's not even like as famous as uh as Danny uh, uh, Harrison or uh, oh, okay, or is he any good? I guess is what the question is. He's I mean, good. Yeah, I mean, yeah. he's good. Enough. It's always hard living up to um, the, the in the shit. I mean, the deal the is, shadow. I mean, some music is, is talent, and some is. I mean, if you fucking practice and yeah. and like it's math, you can anybody can learn to play the piano or the guitar. Mm -hmm. You just mm -hmm. gotta fucking want it. But you also gotta want, is want, he, wanting it. Can he it sing like Harry? Can he write like Harry? No, no nobody no. can do that. Yeah. Um, because I mean, it, like if we want to go down that rabbit hole for a minute, think about some of the you know, like like there's uh, Jacob Dylan, you know, living in the shadow of Bob. There's Danny, like you just yeah. said, living in the shadow of George. I mean, there's always these um, family, you know, um, spawns that it's always hard to live. Like the the one that I'm really impressed with right now is Lucas Nelson. I think he sounds like his dad, which is wild. But he's got his own like rock and roll thing going on. So the the younger son was his name Danny or two or what's it? What? Yeah, he's got yeah. like it's like fucking like electronic music or something. Mm -hmm. I don't know what the hell it is. I, I haven't really heard it. I heard no, a song because no. I knew it existed. But you know they're doing their own things, you yeah. know, and I love that. And uh, no, I love Hank the Third. There you go. Yeah. So you know to live in the shadows of anybody has got to be hard. But when you find you know. Yeah, Your it's own nice niche. to find some coattails to ride on, too. Yeah, it's easier to get that those doors open, too, I bet. You're always going to be compared, no matter what, you know. And, you know, when they can break away from that, you know, that shadow, and they can break away from, you know, doing their own thing, there's people who have done it. So, Harry, Harry definitely one of these guys that you, um, 
you dig on quite a bit. Do you remember the first uh, the first uh, time you heard music? You liked it? I just there's always been music in your household. I know. Yeah. yeah like so, I mean, I don't know. Like, I remember like some of the earliest records I remember listening to. Like, pretty. I mean, I would have been pretty little. I'd imagine. Uh-huh. Like, I remember listening to the Cindy Lauper "She's So Unusual" album. Yeah. And uh, the Stray Cats. Uh, I remember my dad would play those, and uh, Bobby McFerrin. Uh, yeah. So I'd imagine those all came out in a pretty tight window. That's a pretty eclectic taste uh, right there. Those all three of those sounds are different. Yeah, they're pretty different. Yeah. So you have a big, big eclectic. House yeah. So I would it. imagine that a lot of my eclectic taste uh, and sensibility came from my dad. Because I mean, yeah, I like a lot of the same music that he does, but yeah. I also like a lot of music that a lot of people don't like. Yeah, <laughs> and I know that, but that's what, that's you know. Can you remember, like, the first record you got, or the first um, tape, or whatever? Well, the first record I got would have been, like, at Bluegrass Days for, uh, back when uh, when records were on their way out, yeah. and you would, uh, the, the dart and balloon thing. Uh-huh. Um, I remember I got uh, an Edgar Winters album. Um, but I'm pretty sure I, uh, ended up, uh, turning that into, a, a hovercraft that I learned to do on, uh, Mr. Wizard. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, and I remember, like, my, uh, my mom gave, uh, gave me all of, like, the old scratched 45s so that I could listen to those. So, I mean, yeah. there was, like, a bunch of Beatles that were in, uh, uh, what else was in there? Like... I remember listening to "I Want to Hold Your Hand" a lot on Forty Five. Imagine if that you could have kept that in mint condition, man. Well, I mean, that's how I got it. Was yeah. it was these records were scra- yeah. I mean, like imagine her and her and her friends like they're uh, mm. all spread out on their thing. There's like in this weird Tupperware spindle, and you would pull it out. Yeah. I, I would bet dollars to donuts that that all those forty fives are still in that Tupperware somewhere. Wow. On our property. Still really cool that that was some of the stuff that you're listening to early on, you know. And then uh, one of the first tapes I would have got would have been uh, Jerry Lee Lewis's Greatest Hits. So I remember, uh, yeah. I don't know if I got it in the 80s or if I got it in the early 90s, but I know that when I was living at my grandparents' house in 1990, I would play it out in the garage and jump and dance around. Yeah. And at one point, I probably knew all of the words to all of those songs. I mean, I still kind of do a lot yeah. to a lot of them. Cause like, was this pre um, Great Balls of Fire or after Great Balls of Fire came out when you were listening to that? Remember that? Oh, that way after. Those are all fucking like sixties and seventies. Like, no, no, I'm talking about the movie. Oh, the movie. Yeah, remember when the movie oh, was popular with shit. Uh, with um, Winona Ryder as his cousin, Dennis, Dennis Quaid. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Alec Baldwin as. Um, <laughs> I would think that would have come out in the 80s. I would think that was like in the same window of time as like La Bamba. Yes. And uh, I was just Gary wondering. Busey and uh, would, the, the Buddy Holly story. So when I guess my question is when I was asking. Did I watch all those movies a like, lot growing up. Did you up, hear yeah. the record first or did you hear the there's, movie? There's no, I, I couldn't say. I heard Spaceball. I watched Spaceballs in the 80s. And definitely uh, sang Chantilly Lace when I would watch the movie. Yeah. So I would have heard that song before I got the Jerry Lee Lewis greatest hits. You're, you're thinking like back when we you listen, went. We listen, much like uh, JT Money, um, we listened to a lot of uh, oldie stations. Yeah. Which now would be what uh, I would have grown up considered classic rock stations are now the oldie stations, and there are no oldie stations as far as I'm aware. Nobody's yeah. playing. 
50s well, music on the radio. Don't even get me started. The oldie stations now is playing the music of my childhood. Oh, dude, Leah yeah. tried putting on uh, the alternative channel on our uh, on our uh, Amazon, and uh, she thought she was gonna be hearing like '90s stuff, so yeah. like some Weezer and uh, yeah. like Blur and like. And she's like, all this shit was like made in like 2007, 2015. And I'm like, oh, sweetie, what you wanted was the classic alternative band. <laughs> I'm like, those songs are all 25 years old. Yeah. The only that... radio station to listen to uh, local listeners of this podcast would be WQUD channel 107.7 in Erie, Illinois. And why is that? Because they play requests for half the day. All of their stuff is curated. They play no pop music. Yes. Um, every hour on the 6th, they play local music, so if you're a local band, you should uh, call up there and tell Mama C to play your uh, song at, on the 6th. Yeah. She loves being bugged from what you were telling me. Oh, man. <laughs> she, she does not. I, I don't know yeah. why she's on the radio. Yeah. Oh, my God. Like, she does not want to hear you. <laughs> yeah. Let me do my damn music and leave me alone. Oh, but she puts on a great show. Mama, Mama C's uh, Black Light Blues show on Sunday nights is good. Yeah. Did you play any instruments when you were a kid? Um, I played the trombone in the, the it either going from elementary to junior high, or junior, yeah. it would have been elementary to junior high, uh-huh. so I played it over the summer, um, went to, mostly just to keep me busy in the summertime, yeah. and I wanted to play the sax, but they are like, uh, no, we don't have too many clarinet players already, so everybody wants to play the sax, yeah. uh, we need a trombone player, uh-huh. and I wasn't a very good student, so they were like, they didn't think I was going to keep with it. Imagine. And I imagine that, and I didn't. But then again, it's like fucking playing the the upright bass. No one's lugging this fucking thing around. Yeah, yeah. It's like, and I had to walk to school, so band was before school, so I had to get up at like fucking six in the morning when I was oh, like thirteen. Oh, forget that, right? Probably earlier than that. I bet I had to get up at fucking before that, yeah. and then walk down the bike trail, freezing cold, to carry my trombone. <laughs> But I mean, not fuck this shit. And I, I'd have to practice it outside. Yeah. The neighbors hated that, and everybody hated it when I played it in the house. Yeah. So the parents. I, I, that's one thing I've, I realized about musicians and about anybody that was either their fa- parents were very musically inclined, and they wanted their kids to kind of like made them do it, or they just realized this isn't for you. I like the majority. It seems that way because I had an, I played an instrument when I was younger. Too. What did you play? Oh my god. The tambourine. And no, it wasn't the, the tambourine. It wasn't the big one. It was the the other one, the small one. The cello? One. No, the... Oh, it was uh, 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 brass. You yeah, played, okay, I thought brass, the, yeah. So you played what, like the trombone, uh, the, the tuba? Or Not the, the tuba. The bigger one. The, no, the, the smaller bigger, one. The, small, the, the smaller one, what they call that? Uh, yeah. But you know what I'm thinking of. There yeah. was the big one and there was the smaller yeah, one. Yeah, it's a... Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. You hate, hated lugging that thing around, you know, and... That wasn't what I wanted to play, you know. No, my daughter wanted to play the cello, and uh, she didn't like lugging it around, so now she plays uh, the viola. Oh, cool. And, I mean, I just like, we just know more about human development now than we did back then. Exactly. Whether she uh, ever wants to pursue it, I don't don't, want to say professionally, but, Mm -hmm. or even with the school, like, she's going to have to, we're going to keep it. And for, everything's fucking disposable these days. It's like, what's a hundred dollars? It's like, yeah. You fucking can't go do anything for less than a hundred dollars. Then you get to keep a viola. So it's like yeah. with instruments, though. You know, with instruments, though, that's the thing. That it's great that you you got her in the arts. Yeah, you know, she just got a role in a musical well, or play. She's in junior theater, uh-huh. and it's a class we pay for. So she will be in a showcase. Yeah. Uh, everybody who pays gets to gets a part. Yeah. There are no uh, small parts. Only small actors. Yeah. And. 
Lola is a big actor. Like, yes. I freaking love it that she wants to do it. Yeah. Um, so, they've been doing them. They started with like a tumble time thing when they were like three, but the, we've some years we did all three sessions at junior theater. Uh, I don't know. We're I don't want to say I'm a patron of the arts because I mean that kind of. I, you know what? I will say I'm a patron of the arts, if not a go. philanthropist. Yeah. Um, but we. No, no. I, I think you definitely are your own w way of enjoying the arts. And I love that you have her in the arts. Yeah, like they do plays or mm -hmm. uh, sometimes they'll do the musical uh, theater uh, class. Mm -hmm. uh, my son's in the improv class right now. Yeah. Um, so that's fun. So we're always like, yes, and. But it's a good way for them to kind of express themselves. I never did anything when I was a kid. Yeah. Like we didn't, I mean, we didn't have much money either. Yeah, and yeah. when my mom had time, we didn't have money, and then when we had more money than we used to have, we mm -hmm. didn't have time. Yes. And I feel that, because I had the same thing growing mean, up. When so, yeah. My sister, who was super enthusiastic and doing shit, they found the time because she was enthusiastic about it, but yeah. I was never enthusiastic about doing anything besides drugs. Or rebelling. I guess you could say. I guess, but I mean, what was I fucking rebelling against? A fucking this wonderful be, life? No. I was be, just rebelling against my fucking fat, angsty, fucking pubescent body. Yeah, we, I guess what I'm saying is that... I mean, I don't like to complain about my childhood because my, I had a, a house and I was fat mm -hmm. and we had insurance, so I had glasses and braces. Yes. Uh, we went on vacation. My parents were go. married. They're still married. You know, I think, though, that... It's hard to complain about that. We all, in some form or way, rebel against what we're supposed to be normal in. Yeah. And, like, and that's what I'm getting at. Oh, I, I was definitely rebelling against being normal. Exactly. I, at no point did uh, would anybody have ever accused me of being normal. And I think that's another thing that probably attracted to us as cousins when we were younger, too, is that I didn't... You know, I definitely fell into that when I got I definitely liked the weirdos. Yeah. And I definitely was into New Wave and the alternative when I was in my uh, high school days and stuff. Yeah, I went through my goth phase. Yeah. And that's what, you know, if I, we find out who we are then. When you got into those teenagers, what were you getting into as far as music goes? Oh, I mean, I was fucking, I was sticking my little toe in just about everything besides rap music for the most part. I don't know why I was so late into the, the Wu-Tang. Uh, I don't know, I mean, I, and you know, I listen to some rap. I, I, I still listen, it's still on my iPod. Uh, Bone yeah. Thugs and Harmony, uh, The yeah. Art of War. And love that, that, that yeah. fucking album. My uh, brother had that too. It's a good one. Yeah. But I, you remember, like. I tried listening to Tool and fucking. Uh, I mean, I listened to a lot of 60s and 70s music still. And but you got into Marilyn. Oh, I was into Marilyn Manson. And, yeah. But I mean, I was. You know what? I take the back. I'd say at the same time I wasn't getting into Marilyn Manson, I was getting into Cypress Hill. So by go. 94, I was okay. listening to uh, Temple of the Boom and stuff. Yeah. And uh, Be Real's got his own podcast now. That's yeah, doing really I, well. I, I see clips from that sometimes. Yeah, another one I just haven't been able. It's like I've never actually listened to it. There's, yeah, I heard the, it's good though. It, yeah, the the clips I watch of it the, for promoting it on on the Instagram uh, are always funny. Yeah, so there's just so much content there's out there. We always like, talk uh, about this. We yeah. talk about all the time. So that used to be Kevin Smith's tagline for when he first started Smodcast. There's too many to choose from. Yeah. And, like, even him now, I mean, I can't even remember the last podcast I listened to his. I... You still probably listen. I don't. I haven't listened to any of his. Wow. Like, I, I used to listen to several of his. Like, I listened. To, I used to listen to Edumacation and Fat Man on Batman. Uh-huh. And, uh, obviously, uh, Smodcast. And then, uh... Yeah. Even for a while, when they were doing the... the 
the whole channel, they had a show called uh, uh, The Smorning Show with Jen and Kev, and yeah. they have guests on, and then that led into a, a spin-off of that where he did interviews. If you never listened to his interview shows, he was doing some long-form interviews a long time ago. Oh, like, wow. The one with Penny Marshall is fucking amazing. Uh-huh. Like, so I, I would love to hear, hear those. Now, what we should do more of that again, because he's obviously doing this stuff with he, IMDb. He's got his thing going on now. I mean... That's the thing. He's got his own content. Get, get your fucking money, son. Yeah. Like, yeah. I like, I don't want to say he sold it out. Cause, I mean, I would say he bought in. Like, he's, he knows he got his he, niche. Yeah. And, I mean, he's old. He's got kids. And it's he's still a fucking hard touring Kid that's son an of adult now. Her, uh, her film... Uh, the fellow actor uh, Lily Rose Depp that she was in Yoga Hosers with, yeah, was just in uh, was on the cover of a uh, Interview magazine. You're still getting that. I I still get that. <laughs> oh, that is like the most. I, I love this story. It's like the worst mistake that, or, or no mistake, the worst. Not the word. Not the word. Mistake. I'm, she didn't know what she was yeah, ordering. It was your was your mom that did. No, that? it was my wife. Your uh, wife was ordering. I used to get Entertainment Weekly, uh-huh. and uh, she thought she would. I stopped getting it because I'm like, eh, it's, I don't know. Yeah. And uh, I wish I, I I would still read it. Like those were fucking good crapper magazines. Yeah, exactly. But I've heard now they don't even fucking come out every week. Like they're way behind and yeah, stuff. Yeah. Uh, but. So she ordered me, I uh, got like a deal through like probably one of uh, your nieces selling magazines exactly, or something. Exactly, yeah. Uh, and ordered an interview, or like a trial of it, and then stopped. And then, we, and then we moved. And then years after we moved, all of a sudden fucking interview magazines start showing up at... Uh, That's a funny part? Yeah. Wow. And I mean, it's so big, like sometimes it, like, it doesn't even really fit in the mailbox. Exactly. It's the back out. Oh, man. It's like... The most inconvenient fucking magazine I've ads, ever... Ads, ads, ads. I mean, it's almost 90% ads. Yeah. But, I mean, it would have to be to finance... I mean, who's going to fucking yeah. pay for Audrey Plaza to fucking interview Michael Caine? Yeah. Like, who's going to pay for fucking Gwyneth Paltrow to interview Lily Rose Depp? It's yeah. like... They are. Hi, this is Johnny. I'm your host. And you are listening to Music Seeds. The music that made us.